Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Pat Prince, editor of Gold My Magazine, the go-to music collector's magazine since 1974. And welcome back to the Gold My Magazine podcast. Music poster collectors will be excited about this uh, episode of the podcast because we'll be talking to Andrew Hawley, who is one of the world's biggest poster collectors out there. And he will be auctioning off some of his collection this weekend at Heritage Auctions Entertainment Auction, which will be live at 10 a.m. on Saturday, March 16th through March 17th. Uh, and the poster we're going to be talking about mostly is a rare gem for the Motortown Review, a Dayglobe poster. We'll give you some interesting history on it. You'll want to hear it and why it's valued so highly. So we'll be right back after this quick message from CygnusRadio.com. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. So I want to center on this one poster. Um, Heritage calls it, Heritage Auctions calls it, uh, first they say it's the... um, and I'm sure you'll explain why the finest Motown concert poster known to exist. Yep. And why is that exactly? From your words, not in your words. <laughs> well, it's the birth of Motown, really. I mean, it's the earliest. It's the earliest one known. And Motor the Motortown Review, the uh, posters just simply don't exist. They are they are the hardest to find of all the. Right. You know, kind of posters, and um, you know this. You know, obviously being around the birth of Motown, you know, nineteen, you know, nineteen sixty-three, right there at the beginning. You know, little Stevie Wonder, was I know. twelve or thirteen years old. Right. I was just going to ask. But if that. you've noticed, if you've noticed, they didn't even have a photo to put on the poster. They had to do a little rendition of them. I noticed that illustration. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, an illustration. They uh, picked, they, uh, um, you know, a, a promo photo to go by. It's the first time it's ever come to public auction. Um, obviously, you know, the colors, the the size, the graphics, the other acts. You know, yeah. so, you know, with uh, the miracles with Smokey Robinson. Right. Exactly. You know, I- Marvin Gaye, obviously, and you know, Martha and the Vandellas. It just, it's just the lineups. Such it's a, it's an all Motown lineup that just uh, has all the bells and whistles and um, it's just it's just the most coveted. Just Motown's always been heavily sought after, but it just never never turns up in the form of the Motown reviews. Hmm. And uh, it's interesting because you were talking about Stevie Wonder. He was thirteen, and it says, "Work out, Stevie. Work out." <laughs> yeah. 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 And it calls him the the genius of the harmonica. Um, I know. Which now you would not think of that. Um, 
you know, he was genius songwriter. Um, but it's, it's amazing how they promoted him. Um, he's on the top bill too. I know it's like they they meant to, I mean they just were trying to think of anything to sort of like give him a tagline to you know the genius of the harmonic just uh, anything you know that they knew about him you know as you know just just to give him some play and some you know a reason to be on the poster as far as like a you know you know just some you know along with uh, yeah along it, with his song basically they just were trying to look for things to say about him right. And each each artist, the Miracles, Marvin Gaye, Martha, and the Vandellas, they they all have songs listed next to their title, and you know these are the songs that you know right at this time were big for them. So yeah, I guess they were saying if you don't know the name of the artist, here's the song. <laughs> right, and they're just like yeah, they're just um, you know plugging probably what was their latest hit and stuff. And you know, a lot of people who say, "Well, I could see that being performed live." And right, um, it's just incredible that that uh, you know that that stuff even exists. Because um, I'm mean, obviously I look I've I've looked high and low for uh, these kind of posters, and just um, you know, just like they never, they just they just they weren't saved. I mean, it'd be you know, that it's, it's an oversized poster. It's not something. I mean, they were. They were, uh, you know, made simply to advertise. And, um, you know, a good friend of mine once had a, a good line about these old boxing-style posters. They were saved by a mistake, and, you know, they're found by a mistake. And that's great. That's, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. It's weird because now um, if, I, if I get one in concert, I'll save it, but it's probably going to be worth nothing. But you're right. These are probably just thrown away. And the day glow had to be something when it first you know when it first came out they do it does um get less bright with age right yeah they'll they'll fade many yeah. times you know these things were you know just uh they were they were you know stapled up or you know nailed up and stuff and they just were so cumbersome because they're printed on that thick cardboard i mean right. you know corners got ripped off i mean you know, or like the you know the poster got creased or bent in half, or right. like yeah, the, the the bright red would fade or the yellow would fade, and you know, but it uh, the survival rate was nil. Plus, plus also, I'm pretty sure I got these years right. You know, the after 1965, I believe it was that year. After 1965, the Motor Town Review did not do national tours. They basically just played at the Fox Theater there in Detroit. So. It wasn't a real, you know. It wasn't. It was only a few years where the Motor Town Review actually toured, toured the country, and mm. we've never seen a '62. Um, you know, there's '63. I've never seen a '64. You know, so it's um, it's very few years. You know, that these uh, that the that the Motor Town Review actually um, toured the country, and so other than the few years they did. You know, if you didn't find one from the Fox Theater, you know, in Detroit, you know, that one venue, you know, you weren't you weren't going to be able to get one. Right. And these reviews were huge back then. It wasn't just the Motown reviews, right? I mean, they, you, you collecting posters yourself, you probably seen quite a bunch of them. Well, yeah, they had the package tours, like the biggest show of stars, you know, the biggest in person, you know, 56. 
Right. And those are those are those are also very um, difficult to find for sure. Uh, but the collectors, you know, um, the, definitely the hardest series were those those Motortown reviews. They right. just, um, I mean, no one's. I mean, I've I've had so much stuff that I've you know seen and had over the years, but finding that is just um, you know just like it's it's a, it it'd be a daunting challenge for anybody. And you know, if if there were people out there that just tried to collect those, I, you know, I'd be saying you'd be lucky to get one in your lifetime. Right. And it's not only the look of it, because it has a certain great graphic design to it, but it, the historical significance that, first of all, stuff like this isn't done anymore. Getting a bunch of bands like this to go on a review, um, you know, back then it was big, but God, what it would take to get that done now, you think, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, and also, also, too, it's like, you know, bands now, you know, you, there's the ego thing. I mean, yes. it's like, can you imagine, I mean, nowadays, if you had, like, a newbie, a, a new person on the scene, like, little Stevie Wonder, he's on the top of the poster. Yes. I mean, nowadays, uh, you know, it's like, you know, people, a lot of acts would be complaining. It's like, why are they, why are they on the top of the poster? I mean, look at Mary Wells. You know, she's down towards the, uh, I noticed. the bottom, and, you know, there's... Uh, you know, Martha and the Vandellas, you know, um, you know, on there too. But there's Stevie Wonder, you know, occupying, you know, the whole top line. And then the other acts that were huge at the time are, you know, sharing. So it, uh, right. it was a different, you know, time and place for sure. And I'm wondering what these arenas were like. I mean, this one has the Toledo Sports Arena. <laughs> Can I you mean, imagine that? November... Oh. You know, November, cold, and, um, you know, there in 1963, I, I don't think too many people were worried about uh, were worried about saving posters from that show. I think they were just uh, coming to see the show and then, you know, getting back to their cars and get home. Hence is why, you know, it's so rare. Um, is it possible that uh, some were just saved by the printer, maybe? Um, you said that the printer itself, a Baltimore printer called Globe Poster, is a pretty preeminent uh, p uh, printer, right? Yes. Do you think some Globe, of these... Um, yeah, they, they didn't save any of these. I've actually oh. went to Globe Posters. Um, oh. This particular Motortown Review, they this um, they didn't save any of these. They didn't have any of these. Um, this, um, if they did, you know, save one or something of a... Of, you know, they saved a few other posters just by chance, though, but I, I talked to the people who were running Globe and who were around, you know, back in the 60s, and much of that remainder just got thrown out because to them it was just a job and the concert was over and, you know, it, um, you know whatever they had left, you know, just got tossed. Right. That's a, that's a shame. Wish you could take a time machine back and grab some of those remainders. <laughs> right. And, yeah, no doubt. I wish um, they've had a couple of cool posters over the years. Never, not this one, never this one, but... Um, yeah, I know it's, and with these weather, you know, with this, you know, this incredible crazy weather, these storms we've been having everywhere mm. across the country, you know, it just, you know, darn well, there are, you know, the, you know, moisture and posters yes. don't go together. So the attrition rate on this stuff must be, is, you know, incredibly high. Right. In fact, what I, we have, we've had this talk before about, um, especially if you're an amateur buyer, you know, how to frame it, 
how to, and if you want to store it, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, there's a ton that goes into it, and especially a piece like this, <clears throat> you know, you would, you know, you'd have to archivally frame it, it um, you know, and make sure you kept it out of the sun, and, um, you know, it's like a lot, a lot of, you know, it's such a valuable piece, and there's just so few remaining of these kind of specimens that, you know, you really have sort of a, uh, a, a sort of like an archival responsibility to, you know, to preserve these things. Right. I mean, you want to keep that day glow color as, as best as possible because that's part of the appeal. Yep. That's what Globe was known for, those gaudy, bright day glow colors, you know, to, to catch the person who was walking across the street you know, far away perhaps, but, you know, to bring, reel them in, you know, with the bright right. colors and then the, you know, the gorgeous graphics, you know, to, you know, to be able to show them what was coming up next. So Globe was known for this. <clears throat> did they have, like, um, did they sign, like, contracts or promoters, or they were just known as the printer that does the best with these type of posters? They were there, uh, like, a, like a promoter would uh, call in an order, anybody could do it. Yeah. You know, but um, they just were known for the sort of the gaudy um, right, and they did a good uh, job. Graphics, right? Yeah, the um, uh, gaudy graphics, and you know they were, you know, known to have printed most of the multi-act, you know, show posters that could be put up in record store and right. drugstore windows that, you know, that you you know would would attract people. To come over and you know take a look and see who's uh, see who's playing, but you know Globe did a lot of circus posters ah. and um, you know all sorts of different. They they printed you know you know uh, race car posters and circus you know all you know, magic shows. They did a lot of stuff. Right, is their name as far as them being as far as the value? Does their name help the fact that they printed a poster? Oh sure, yeah, yeah. people love them. I mean. Um, I think one of the, the the one of the uh you know the the godfathers of boxing style posters was this guy called Hank Thompson who unfortunately passed about I don't know 15 years ago or so but he owned a Cadillac dealership in um North Carolina but he just loved those globe posters he collected um he collected Motown posters he collected the blues jazz I mean blues you know, R&B, that type of stuff, but his favorite stuff was those old, the boxing-style posters such as these, and, um, you know, it's like, yes, people love the, um, the Globes just uh, are a cut above the rest, you know, graphically, mm. for sure. And what happened, I guess there was a certain graphic designer there, too, at Globe, right? Did they do the design as well? Yep, Globe did it, yeah, they did, I don't know, um... I forgot the guy's name. I was told one of the artists, Harry, somebody, I think, yeah. but I don't know exactly. But a lot of times they would use, like, cutouts and paste-ups and that kind of thing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, the colors they use and the color schemes and combinations are just uh, are pretty incredible, actually. It's, uh, globes are... It's always really fun when a new poster, uh, a new uh, globe poster is uh, discovered that hasn't hasn't been seen before. They're They're really... Just like you know, there's the there's they're the Mercedes of the industry. That's for sure. Yeah. Now you mentioned this guy's name who had a big collection of Globe posters, and he passed away. What happened to his collection? Was it sold? His collection got bought up. Actually, um, 
and then um, um, was by another collector, and then he, uh, you know, some of the stuff is actually the posters that are in Heritage now. Mm. Many of these things just haven't been seen in, right. you know, many, many years. So it's, um, it, uh, you know, Hank's collection has been, um, you know, dispersed back into the poster community. And, yes. You know, it's a really a kind of a get it while you can because, right. they're, you know, once the stuff's gone, it's gone. It's just so hard to find that stuff. Yeah. And people people can sort of make the mistake sometimes and think, oh, there's a lot of this stuff. And not really. It's just sort of like one, a couple people's collections all meshed together. Mm -hmm. People who collected for many, many years and invested, you know, millions of dollars in it. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think... Um well, can I ask this? Was this from Hank at all, this poster? Uh, this... Let's see here. Let me think here. This, so there there are two known copies of this poster. Mm. And this was not Hank's. But okay. there are only two of these from, um, in, from the um, Toledo that are known to exist in the world. Right. Two. Yes, that's amazing. So uh, that's it. So it, um, so the uh, the other um, is entrenched in a uh, a collection, yeah. you know, uh, from a guy who knew Hank. Yeah. And funny enough, I so the story is uh, I had Hank's, and Hank's went to this other collector's, and then I got, and then this one came back from Hank. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, came back from the other collector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wanted Hank because he knew Hank's person, you know, knew Hank personally, and just right, you know wanted that connection but you know yeah there are only two known copies in the world of yeah. the toledo uh of the toledo um motor town review so the That's odds incredible of, the odds of someone finding this uh in the attic um astronomically <laughs> slim by now <laughs> or behind I mean, a... if you think about it if you think about you know the all the different auctions that have gone yes. through through heritage and different things like that, you know, yeah. if somebody if somebody had that poster or something like that or had something else, you know, they'd say, "Hey, I got one." But <clears throat> I mean, for it to for someone to have grabbed it back in 1963, mm. and for it just it has there has to be a big element of luck to survive because it has to just survive all the moves, all the you know putting it up on the wall, maybe the college dormitory wall, and then it's big. It's like, I don't know the exact size offhand, but it's like 22 by 33 or something like yeah. that. But 22 by so 35, It would be yeah. cumbersome, you know, to tote that thing along, you know. Sure. You know, uh, you know, almost, you know, I mean, 55 or whatever it is years later. Yeah, it'd have to be flat in a trunk somewhere. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Or behind. I mean, you know. Behind a painting yeah. or like the Declaration of Independence or something, you know, hiding. Yep, yep, ab ab absolutely. That, um, yep. And it just, it just, it, it just so hard to, uh, you know, keep it away from the elements, water, yes. you know, yes. bugs, you know, mold. Yes. You know, any of those, that, uh, any of those extreme conditions that people store stuff. Um, yep. You know, I mean, think about it. That thing was November of sixty. That thing was November and. Right. Yeah. You know, anything. All it would take is a snow shower, or a snowstorm, or rain, or you know, and those things are. You know, once cardboard gets wet like that, it's just it just it's toast. So, for someone who um, 
you know, say this was found, but it had some mold on it or had some water damage, you know, significant, you know, the, the value would go down significantly, but it, would it be worth anything? Must, oh, absolutely. No. Yeah. There's a, absolutely. Look, I mean, you can get posters restored. Restoration is perfectly acceptable. I mean, right. you, look at all, you look at all the, you look in the movie poster world, you look at the Charlie Chaplins and the exactly. Frankensteins. You know, posters that sell for $700,000 or $400,000, almost all the time they've been linen mounted, you know, the borders have been restored, and, you know, it, uh, restorations, you know, it's perfectly acceptable, and it's, and it's needed when you're talking about things that might be the only example, or maybe there's only two left, right. you know, you, you have to restore them. I mean, you, you look at the Met, you know, there in New York, they have their own restoration team. I mean, yes. they restore. I mean, Van Goghs get restored. Paintings get restored. But that I asked that question because uh, even though we know the answer, a lot of people, that's one of the first things they ask when if they do discover something. Oh God, it's it's a little damaged. Maybe it's worth nothing. You know what I mean? Nope. Restoration. There's there's restorations perfectly acceptable, and there are places that work on uh, movie posters and concert posters and you know and you know I own many posters um, that have that right. restoration because you know if you're a collector or you want something you know you might not have another opportunity exactly now my last question is the the bid uh, the opening bid is 500 but uh, uh, Heritage's concert specialist Giles Moon said uh, it's difficult to predict the value of this poster since no examples have ever appeared at auctions, and he thinks that uh, uh, it could be in excess of twenty thousand dollars. You know, I mean, those posters of this quality have realized in excess of twenty thousand. He said in recent sales, so that uh, that's pretty optimistic. I, I like those numbers, <laughs> and I know you like them better. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, let's, uh, if you were to do, like, comparison, yeah. like, if you were to say, like I said, there's two of these known in the world from Toledo, if you were to translate that over to the movie poster world, let's say mm. there was two of a Frankenstein or only two of a Dracula, you'd be talking about two to four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, so it, um, or you, I mean, you could take, Forty thousand dollars, and try to like you know go look for the poster, and you'd never find it. Right. So it, um, yeah. I mean, I that those numbers wouldn't surprise me one bit. Right. Um, yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. I think, uh, you know, it's like it's. It wouldn't be the first time concert posters have gone way more. Lest I remind you know people that a Beatles Shea poster, in which there are at least half a dozen to a dozen copies known went for 132,000. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So it uh so 20,000 it's just like uh in my mind that would not be a big that wouldn't be a jump at all. Right. Well, he said in excess of 20,000. So. Yeah, in excess, yeah. It yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Right. I in fact I'd be more surprised if it went for less. Right. Right. Okay, well, great. Is there anything else you want to add before we we stop? No, I just think it's uh it's an amazing it's an amazing piece, and the fact that you know that it's being you know, put out and shown and offered to the public and for the public to get to see, 
these amazing artifacts. You know, this is what it's all about. This, these posters were, were were created for people to see them. Right. I agree. I totally agree. Thanks, Andrew. All right. See you later. Bye. Thanks, Andrew. Now, remember, go to ha.com, that's Heritage Auctions, to get more information, and you can bid this weekend on some great posters and other memorabilia. That will be starting at 10 a.m. this Saturday and going through March 17th. Okay, well, thank you all, and this is Pat signing off. Don't forget to pick up your latest issue of Goldmine at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million Newsstands. Also, select it indie record stores or go to goldminemag.com to subscribe and read exclusive content while you're there. I'll see you soon. Thank you.